Hello and welcome to this broadcast of Black Talk Radio News with commentary by yours truly, Scotty T. Reed. First, let me state that the opinions that I express do not necessarily represent the Black Talk Media Project or the Black Talk Radio Network. All right, so on this particular podcast, I want to talk about political stunting. Um, I don't know if that's a term I've made up. I don't know if it's a term that somebody else made up, but what it relates to is when politicians engage in political stunts, which we are seeing a lot of in this particular uh, political season or ever since Trump, Donald J. Trump became president, okay? And so I have a couple of stories. Well, really, I want to focus on one story, and it's several stories wrapped up in it. Okay, um, but let me also say I'm not always correct about things, but I'm just giving you my perspective and my analysis, um, hopefully coming from a place of logic. I do not engage in race porn, which is stories about racism presented in such a way to get people into their emotions and not use logic to analyze what it is or whatever topic um, that is being discussed race porn like regular pornography is just simply to generate revenue and i'm not about you know generating revenue by getting people into their emotions i'm neither a republican nor a democrat i'm not a liberal i'm not a conservative i think um the term that best describes my political views is progressive all right with all of that said I'm going to take you to btrcommunity.com, which is a social media network that uh, the nonprofit Black Talk Media Project set up. And I want to talk about this story that I saw today about uh, Donald Trump blasting the Chicago police chief as a disgrace. Um, so Donald Trump blasted uh, Chicago police chief Johnson as a disgrace. Uh, according to, I think this is Fox News in a fiery takedown at a law enforcement conference. Now, let me let me state this because immigration is going to be brought up by Donald Trump in this story. And I do support immigrant rights to seek political asylum, especially from nations destabilized by U.S. foreign policy like the drug war, um, as well as the regime change wars we have seen uh, for many decades across uh, South and Central America. Um, but so let me go ahead and pull up this story um, on Fox News and um, share with you what Donald Trump said um, about Johnson. Um, Johnson um, actually boycotted this conference because he said Trump was going to be there. And I feel like, look, you the police chief of Chicago, this is a police conference, and part of your job. Is being in the room and and being able to find out what is being said, what is being proposed, and what happens. It's your job to be there, okay? Um, he, uh, a police chief is not an activist. A police chief is a police chief. He has the number one job in law enforcement for whatever police department they preside over. So this is what, what happened, okay? I'll share a little bit from this. It says, President Trump tore into Chicago's top cop on Monday at a law enforcement conference in the city, blasting police superintendent Eddie Johnson 
for soaring violent crime rates and accusing him of putting criminals and illegal aliens uh, before Windy City residents. The series of broadsides from the Commander-in-Chief came after Johnson boycotted the President's speech at the International Association of Chiefs of Police Conference in Chicago. Trump went after Johnson at length going so far as to suggest he should be replaced while describing the city as more dangerous than Afghanistan before diving into his prepared uh, remarks. Now, you might think that Trump's exaggerating there, but you have you do have more casualties from gun violence occurring in Chicago um, and other places, th cities throughout the United States than what you see in combat zones. If you're talking about U.S. citizens losing their lives, um, he is not exaggerating, okay? He's not exaggerating. So let me jump down. I want to see how Mr. Johnson uh, responded. Um, Trump says he's not doing his job. 565 people were murdered last year. Uh, the actual number is slightly higher as a Chicago Tribune, Tribune at analysis found that 573 people were killed in the city in 2018. That number, however, is lower than the 675 people killed in 2017 and much lower than the 795 people killed in 2016, um, the year Johnson took the helm of the Chicago Police um, Department. Let me say this, you know, because I have been um, sharing on social media how babies are being shot. Babies in their cribs are being shot in Chicago from gun violence, uh, you know, going on in the streets. Now, Johnson, who attended a number of other events at the conference, told local media in Chicago that his decision not to attend Trump's speech was because of personal feelings. And earlier today, and I'll do another video later about people in their emotions not acting rationally, not thinking rationally because emotionality, prohibits rational thinking. Um, I have to take into account, this is Johnson speaking, I have to take into account not just my personal feelings about it, but our core values as a city, Johnson said. We are nothing without trust and without some of our communities under siege. It just doesn't line up with our city's core values along with my personal values. Okay, so let me go ahead and, and close this window. Now, let, let me say this. I'm not buying the core values and principles and, and you know, Trump doesn't represent the uh, police, Chicago Police Department's core uh, principles. Chicago, I, I shouldn't have to tell, especially a lot of black people who keep up with such news that Chicago police don't seem to have any kind of morals or principles or even professionalism um, that this man should be proud of. This is the police department um, where Laquan McDonald, a 16-year-old troubled youth, was gunned down like a dog in the street um, by a police officer. Now, that police officer is in prison. But here's the thing. It just recently got revealed that a number of police officers who were present at that scene lied on police reports to try to help cover up the murder of that teenager. That's who, that's the type of police department you have in Chicago. I've also, you know, read reports, 
reports, I don't know if Johnson was there at the time, but reports of Holman Square where uh, suspects were taken and chained up in cages and tortured. You know, not even processed through at the police department or the precinct department where they're supposed to go when they're arrested. They were taken to what people term a black site run by the Chicago Police Department. Black site refers to secret detention facilities around the world that the CIA runs. And we know the CIA's history of torturing people. So that's the kind of stuff you've had going on in Chicago. Um, also, I saw a video where Chicago police picked up a gang member and then drove him to a rival gang territory and then put him out the car and was actually mocking him and taunting him. And, and so, you know, police do facilitate a lot of the violence um, that happens in these communities um, as also being the perpetrator of violence in these communities. Now, Let's take a deeper dive in, into some of what I've been talking about. Now, Trump, uh, of course, blasts Chicago as a sanctuary city, and that's why I started off by saying I do support immigrants' rights to seek political asylum, especially from nations that have been destabilized um, by the U.S. foreign policy, or whether or not they just have a corrupt uh, government um, that is persecuting them. Okay, so I support I support that, but let's make no mistake. All of these um, immigrants that's coming across the border without going through the checkpoints are not people who are just seeking a better life. A lot of them are drug smugglers um, and smuggling drugs. Now, this is something I reported on years ago when the story first came out, but the DEA, yes, the Drug Enforcement Agency, uh, during the Obama administration, I think Michelle Lionheart, don't quote me on that, but I think she was the DE head, DEA head at the time. She um, was appointed by Bush and confirmed by Congress to that position, and Obama just kept her on. Um, and the DEA, um, due to investigative reporting or, or investigative uh, journalism, the biggest newspaper in Mexico revealed that the DEA set a uh, cut a deal with El Chapo's Sinaloa drug cartel. Y'all know El Chapo's in, in prison right now, but the DEA had a deal with, with his organization, his criminal drug cartel that allowed them to smuggle drugs um, all the way up to Chicago, which was a distribution hub. This is what the U.S. government did, okay? The, the U.S. government facilitated that drug trafficking. And so I say that to say that you don't think that's part of the violence? You don't think that these Mexican drug cartels are not also perpetrating violence in Chicago? Okay? So, you know, I shared a story on B in this thread on btrcommunity.com why Mexico Sinaloa cartel loves selling drugs in Chicago. Let's pull it up and get a quick excerpt and um, but again, this is something that you can look up. Just look up DEA Sinaloa Drug Cartel Chicago as your keywords. Uh, Chicago is a key to a business moving tons of drugs for billions of dollars. Here's how the whole operation works. This is an article by Jason McGahan uh, in ChicagoMag.com. 
Uh, let me just go ahead and scroll down. Let me see the handsome. Okay, I'll, I'll just read this. On the night that Jesus Vicente Zambada uh, Nibla strolled into the lobby of the Sheraton Maria Isabel Hotel in Mexico City, the price on his head was $5 million. The handsome 33-year-old nicknamed El Vicente T Tilo, a pretty boy Vicente, was a notorious drug capo. He was also the only son of Ishmael El Mayo uh, Zambada Garcia, the number two boss of Mexico's powerful Sinaloa cartel, the biggest supplier of illegal narcotics to the United States. For years, the younger Zambada had been on the run from federales as well as from U.S. authorities. But that night in March 2009, he strolled into the hotel for an unlikely midnight tryst with, of all people, two agents from the U.S. Drug Enforcement Aid Administration. According to court documents, the meeting had been arranged by Humberto uh, Loya Castro, a consigliere to the cartel, and since 2005, a DEA informant. Zambada didn't know it. Didn't know it, but he was walking into a trap. His fate had been sealed eight months earlier when two drug wholesalers from Chicago, the Flores twins, uh, Margarito Jr. and Pedro flipped on their Sinaloa employers. That led authorities on both sides of the border to make a series of arrests all the way up to the cartel chain, a command to uh, Zambada hours after he left the hotel. Now look, I'm not going to read all of this, but the DEA allowed them to smuggle these drugs and in exchange also for information on their rivals. Now, I don't know if this ChicagoMag.com covers this, but it is definitely in that in other publications like Business Insider um, has an in-depth article about that. So it may seem like um, this guy might be writing a cover for the DEA allowing these people. This sounds exactly like the gun walking program where they allow cartel members to purchase guns on in uh, Arizona primarily, allow these guns to go into Mexico, and then, you know, they have recorded the serial numbers, and then when somebody's murdered by one of those guns, we're going to trace it to the top, okay? Um, so definitely you want to look that up, but again, people are not really aware of, the, of these uh, activities by the DEA, and facilitating drugs, but most people in the black community, and I think um, in the United States, also know that the whole Iran-Contra thing had to also do with the CIA uh, uh, working with another cartel, I think it was in Panama, to allow drugs, uh, cheap cocaine, to come into the United States so that they could raise money to fund death squads because Congress had prohibited Ronald Reagan uh, from um, uh, funding death squads to overthrow a democratically elected socialist government um, in Nicaragua, and, and uh, uh, it might not be Nicaragua, um, it may have been another country, but um, we know that the these U.S. intelligence agencies and, and law enforcement agencies um, do allow that type of thing to happen. Now, Getting back to uh, um, the violence, 
another element of the violence, and this is something I talked to Kwabana Rasuli of Clear the Airways Project about, is the homegrown gang violence and the programming of violence via radio stations pushing very violent drill and gangster rap. Radio station corporations and those corporations like McDonald's, Subway, that underwrite the violent programming bear some responsibility for this societal ill in Chicago. You know, you you can't just listen to stuff over and over that's talking about committing acts of violence and think that's not going to be programmed into some people's brain computer. And they're going to act on those impulses. And this is being promoted by mainstream corporations running the radio stations in Chicago and across the United States in these radio markets that, that feature this type of music. Again, all supported by the advertising dollars of places like McDonald's, Walmart, Subway, you name it. Okay? So that has an impact on the mentality of the people. Um, we as black people cannot always play the victim and not acknowledge our role in harming each other. And, you know, there's really just, besides Kwabana and, you know, a couple of other groups that he works with, there's really, we don't really hear any black politicians or black leadership uh, uh, calling out this violent rap and drill music and where it's talking about shoot an n-word in the face and and drugging women date promoting date raping and also promoting drug dealing i mean it's just it's just hypocritical for us um to talk about these issues but don't also talk about all the contributing factors but it's gonna be on us donald trump can't solve that violence the police can't solve that violence again they have a role in the violence but it's gonna take us it's gonna take those people in those communities to talk to these people who are perpetrating the violence um, and and try to toss some sense into them. And it's also going to take a united effort to get this violent, vile programming off the public airways. Now, you know, again, talking about political stunning. So, not that long ago, Hillary Clinton, after she smeared Tulsi Gabbard without any evidence whatsoever, um, as a Russian asset, okay? Not long after that, she well, she was already scheduled to attend this woman's conference that I think was gonna be held in New York. Well, she said whatever the woman's name is in the Trump administration that runs Homeland Security, um, HHS, the Department of Homeland Security, I, I, I think that's, or Health and Human Services. Um, but anyway, Hillary Clinton said, oh, I'm not going because she's going to be there. I'm canceling my appearance. But a lot of people believe she was canceling it because uh, uh, Tulsi Gabbard was also going to be there and had already called her out as being the rot in the D Democratic Party and the queen of warmongering. But that's political stunting. That's political stunting. That's to make me seem like I am so compassionate. I don't like what the Trump administration is doing to these children. But yet, you got a lot of children killed um, by supporting um, regime change or enacting and pushing for regime change policies. Look at all those people killed in Libya. Look at all those people killed in Honduras and, and other um, nations that uh, Hillary, Syria, um, that Hillary advocated for, pushed very hard and implemented regime change policies, often using terrorists. If we're talking about Syria, we're talking about uh, Libya. So it's political stunting. 
another person that did some political stunting, another person that did uh, some political stunting is Kamala Harris. So Donald Trump uh, was given an award by a bipartisan organization for signing the, what is it, the First Step Act into law, which uh, reduced the sentences of thousands of people in, I believe, federal prisons or under federal charges. Uh, I'm not sure on the details on that at this moment. But thousands of people, resulting in thousands of people getting released or reduced sentences. So, like I said, I had criticisms of the First Step Act. It wasn't perfect. Still got people in prison who don't belong to be there. But I'd be darned if I'm not going to recognize that Donald Trump signed this into law and released more people from prison than Barack Obama did in his entire term or Clinton's entire term or any of those presidents prior to Donald Trump. This is called being objective. This is called acknowledging the facts and that's just a simple fact, okay? So he got this award um, at, the, at this criminal justice forum that Kamala Harris was supposed to be at. What did she say? Oh, I'm not going because Trump's going to be there and he's getting an award. This is called political stunting. How can you be president and you can't even be in the same room or attend the same conference with people who are uh, uh, your political opposites? Okay? How, you're going to have to work with Republicans, uh, progressives, libertarians, whatever, in, in, in government. If you become president, you're going to need to to get people from across the aisle to support whatever legislative uh, uh, initiative that you're pushing. This is political stunting. This is childish. It accomplishes nothing. It makes a person appear like they have ethics and their principle. I don't want to be in the same room as Donald Trump. But then when you look at their record, they're unethical, they're unprincipled, and they have done things to harm people in, in, in terms of policy. So this is what this is again political stunting. Okay, I'm not sure if I made this term up or if it's just uh, in my subconscious because I heard somebody else uh, use that term. All right. So now we have the mayor Lightfoot of Chicago who also skipped the conference. Political stunting. Now I cut her a little slack um, because she just got elected. I'm not cutting her slack on not attending the conference in so-called protest, you're not a protester, you're the mayor, okay? Um, but I, but you know, I'm not gonna come down too hard on her in terms of being hypocritical because she just got put in the office, all right? We'll see over the next few years uh, or months of what she does to enact positive change. But Johnson, Johnson, the superintendent of Chicago police presided during his time over corrupt cops. They were trying to hide that video of Laquan McDonald getting murdered by that cop from the public. Okay? And so he's a cop. He's supposed to be in the room. But none of these people are you know, um, joined like, like Kamala Harris has tried to say. Oh, I became a prosecutor so that I could work for the good of my people from the inside. Kamala Harris was no spook who sat by the door, which is a 1973 film based on a book um, by Sam Greenlee that, that talked about, um, that was, um, the premise was a first, or the plot was 
the first black CIA agent um, at, at that was hired by the CIA. And so he got all this training. He learned all the tricks of the trade. He learned their tactics and what have you. But he was a double agent. He was the spook who sat by the door. And he also was the leader of, let's call it a street army, a street family. You might call it a gang or whatever. They had a name. I can't recall it at this time. And they were fighting against the police. I think that movie's also was set in Chicago. Don't get me wrong. But Kamala Harris was no spook who sat by the door. Uh, uh, J Superintendent Johnson is not a spook who sat by the door. They are not on the inside trying to bring about positive change, but they have been upholding corruption, okay? And they engage in these political stunts to make it seem, to get you and your emotions to cheer and say, oh, because, you know, you got Trump derangement syndrome. Yes, he's a bad guy and all this and that. But I'm saying some, some of you people's obsession with this man and letting him get you into your emotions prevents you from thinking rationally. So that's all I'm saying. But do check out the full film version of The Spook Who Sat By The Door by Sam Greenlee. It is on YouTube for free. Okay, it's a 1973 film. So that's my report. Um, just wanted to bring this information to you. Um, and um, hopefully I'm provoking thought. Rational thinking, critical thinking, logical, uh, reasonable, reasonable deduction based on facts and not emotions. Listen, if you like my commentary and also or my analysis, um, if you like the other programming that you find on blacktalkradionetwork.com, if you want us to stick around, we're uh, in November, we'll be hitting our 11th year in existence as a grassroots nonprofit media organization. Make a donation to Black Talk Media Project uh, today. You can go to blacktalkradionetwork.com. You can also send a check or money order made out to Black Talk Media Project, P.O. Box 65, Mount Holly, North Carolina, 28120. You can also join our social media community, btrcommunity.com. It's very similar to Twitter, and it's just a $24 a year subscription, annual subscription. This is how we do our media without any kind of outside influence by relying on those outside of our community or who do not share our values and our principles from controlling uh, the type of media that we produce. With that said, peace and blessings to all.